Welcome, everybody, to the Silver Skin and Roll podcast. Whoop, that sounded way too much like my old job. Welcome to Lakers Explained. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Harrison Fagan. Harrison, two huge pieces of news that we have to get to. Before we do, though, well, I we got to do this after. So, all right, so we'll, we'll start with the big news. One, the people have spoken, and I have to buy an Andre Drummond jersey. Okay, I mean, uh, that. I think that is, you know, as discussed before the show, that has to contractually be your last mention of him on this podcast. You made it 30 well, seconds after we agreed that you were not going to mention him on the show. Well, I mean, that's why we did it in this order. That's okay, why we did it okay. in this order. That's the, big, that's the big news there. My one question to you is this. The Lakers won before that decision was necessarily made. So do I risk upending the no, now see, positive I, I vibes? Think, no, I think that... Or do I, you I think, think that we was, just stack it on top of the positive vibes? I think it was your poll and you putting out that decision <laughs> that really turned things around. Because, like, look, they compete right You're after welcome. that. Right after that, they compete in Portland. They came. They were pretty close to winning that game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if not for maybe some officiating blunders down the stretch. You know, I'm all of you know that I'm not usually the blame the refs guy. And I think that the Lakers could have won that without help from the officials. But there were a few missed calls down the stretch of that game that might have made a difference. And then, you know, they go out and they pretty handily beat the Suns. The Suns tried to come back late, but they handle things. And, you know, I think that it was our poll and attempt to fix the bad juju around the team that, like, I think that, look, I'm willing to forego. Look, we're all giving things up. I'm willing mm-hmm. to give up wearing my podcast fedora on the air. And you are willing to sacrifice, like, how much How many, How many? much money is an Andre Drummond jersey going to be? That's probably, like, uh, upwards of 100 bucks because you got to get it customized. Well, I, I can't wait to tell my wife. I can't wait to tell Jen. <laughs> you were the one that volunteered this on the podcast. So I, you have yeah, no one but yourself. It will be, like, an all-time hipster item. Yeah. Right? Like, like the next a... time we can go to summer league in person in like 2023, like, <laughs> you know, that's going to be it. Yeah. <laughs> With a white t-shirt under it. Yeah. Well, not? honestly, it, he would be the first player that that would complete the look for, you know, most right. guys, it's like, if you wear the shirt under it, you're not exactly looking like them with him. It's an accurate cosplay. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the one bid of, of big news, easily the biggest news around um, the Lakers right now. Also, <laughs> LeBron is apparently coming back. So I guess we'll, we'll talk about that. There isn't like a take to have about it, I don't think. I think it's going to make the Lakers better, Anthony. I don't know about Whoa. you, but I'm, I'm willing to go corrected. out there and stake my claim on the LeBron James is good at basketball island and that I uh-huh. think having LeBron on the team will help them. But we will see because, you know, a lot of people were saying Skip Bayless, you know, last night, like maybe the Lakers are better without LeBron. You know, we we can ignore the season's worth of evidence that that is not true if we Uh just watch last night's game. So congrats to Skip. First Laker game of the season last night. Uh, And, you know, look, if that was the only game you watch, maybe you could come to that conclusion. Yep. Uh, And then, uh, and then, yeah, the the other bit of news or the other thing that we're going to talk about um, or not going to talk about here, as Harrison said at the beginning of it, today's challenge for me is I'm not going to talk about Andre Drummond. So after introducing this, that is the last time you are going to hear me see, say his name for the rest of the show. And look, we because I want to look, I, I want to challenge you to see if you can make it through an entire show talking about the Lakers issues, pluses and minuses without mentioning Andre, because we know how you feel about Andre Drummond. Mm-hmm. I think that we need to see, we need to 
challenge you to expand your mind and expand your analysis of the team. That's that's what I'm doing as co-host, is I'm trying to push you to be better, push you into situations that set you up to succeed a little bit. I mean, I one could argue I've I've succeeded decently well with with <laughs> So it's like I don't know. It's like how it's much, like THT. Like you gotta you gotta develop the pull up a little bit to be a true threat every time you're uh-huh. going to the basket. You know, like it, it starts uh-huh. to ring a little hollow if it's every show. So we're gonna try and force you to expand your horizons. This actually became one of our more popular bits uh, way back in the day. Yes, on Locked On Lakers, where we weren't doing it or we weren't saying uh, Byron Scott's name. We weren't. We 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 put a limit on that. And and, then after that, we were finding each other by sending tweets out um, from each other's account. And it wound up leading to me getting blocked by D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. So so I think the only defense he's played over the course of his career. If you say Andre Drummond on this show, I think I should get to send a tweet from your account. No, nope. Not going that far. Accounts (laughs) a little bit bigger. (laughs) We could do that kind of thing when we had like three thousand followers now, but but I'm not. I'm not interested in 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 that noise. Uh, So yeah, that's how we're going to address this show. We have a play-in tournament to get you guys ready for because that looks like the direction the Lakers are heading in here. There are a couple scenarios that could play out that you know would be borderline miracles that would keep the Lakers out of those games, Um, and then Harrison is going to offer up a take even Pete would be proud of where he's saying it might be a good thing that they're going to the uh to the play in game. I think it's it's a little um spinish. So we uh let's start though with the the play in game as it stands right now and the scenarios that have to play out so that the Lakers aren't in it. And then from there we'll describe what the play in game or what the play in tournament uh, even even entails. So let's start though. How can the Lakers avoid this? What has to happen, Harrison, for for this to 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 avoid this altogether? So Anthony, as you know, and as the listeners know, I, I like to use stats in my writing, but I'm not good at math. Like addition, <laughs> subtraction, that is about the limits of my skill in like mathematics. I literally changed majors in college in part because the, of the high level math courses that I was getting into. And it's not like I'm not talking like calculus what was the first here. One? Stats. Was- uh, stats was where I statistics in psychology, and then I barely got through that by the skin of my teeth. And then they're like, "All right, research methods. You got to put all this into practice and come up with your own okay, calculations." So it was but psychology. Like, it was like, yeah, it was psychology. It was like, okay, because I was gonna say. <laughs> I thought your major was stats, and I'm like, no, 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 How no. Did you think that was going no, on? no. I I was a psych major, and you know, I got to stats and psychology, barely made it through research methods. You're like coming up with your own studies and like running your own models, and I was like, this is not for me. My dad was a CFO. I was not my. All of my brothers are like math geniuses that are in business. Like I was not blessed with the math gene that I mm-hmm. from my parents, and so. I am turning to, you know, Lakers reporter Mike Trudell on Twitter. So that is, I I say this to say that if these are wrong, then blame Mike. It's not my fault because I can't do math yeah. and I'm not claiming that I can. So yeah. if Portland goes 4-0 and or 3-1, and 
they are the sixth seed, regardless of the Lakers' results. And we should note that right now the Mavericks are the fifth seed. They are two games ahead of the Lakers. So I think at this point, it's like mathematically impossible for the Lakers to catch them, um, mm-hmm. you know, barring a full collapse. And even then they own the tiebreaker, so they can't. Yeah, Dallas, the Lakers has, only... Dallas has a tiebreaker, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah, the Lakers only have four games left. So they can only catch Portland. So Portland, 4-0, they lock up the six. If Portland goes 2-2, two and two, the Lakers can go 4-0. and oh. If Portland goes 1-3, and three, the Lakers can go three and one. If Portland goes zero and four, the Lakers only have to go two and two, and they can overtake them. So again, these are possible, but I would say probably unlikely, given that the Blazers appear to be heating up and like heading into the stretch run pretty strong. So again, the Lakers could get out of the play-in, but it seems like they're most likely locked into this, which would put them in a play-in tournament with three other teams, the seven through ten seeds. So. The Lakers are going, they would be the seventh seed. The, um, Mm -hmm. like the eighth seed is not catching them. So the Lakers would play against the eighth seed, which right now is the Golden State Warriors, who are three games back of them. So yeah, they're not catching them over the last four games. And so the winner of that seven, eight game would go on and be the seventh seed. So they would Mm -hmm. play against, as things stand right now, that would be the Phoenix Suns that are in second. And it looks like things are most likely going to stay that way. They're two games back of the Jazz. Uh, And then the ninth and 10th seed, which right now are... How how likely is it? How far ahead of the Clippers are the Suns? The Suns are three games ahead of the Clippers. So that appears to be... It looks like Utah and Phoenix, in some order, are going to be one and two. And it's most Mm -hmm. likely going to be Utah and then Phoenix. So mm-hmm. again, seven eight set winner of the seven eight game goes on to play against the two seed, which right now is the Suns, and then the loser of the seven eight game goes on to play the winner of the nine ten game, which right now would be the Grizzlies versus the Spurs. Uh, I guess the Pelicans are one and a half games back of the Spurs, and the Spurs are kind of in free fall, so it's possible the Pelicans catch them but I would say again unlikely given the small timelines that we're working with and that New Orleans seems like determined to disappoint their fans at every single possible (laughs) turn and then and then also have their fans defend them online so I think Mm -hmm. uh you know geniuses that are headed in the right direction so I think right now as if things ended today it would be Lakers versus Warriors and then Grizzlies versus Spurs the winner of Lakers versus Warriors would go on to play the Suns the loser would go on to play the winner of the Grizzlies versus Spurs. And then that team, the winner of that game would be the eight seed who would play against the jazz. If things ended today, do you feel like you kind of understand it now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of math and it's a lot of scenarios and stuff like that. The, the key things that I think Lakers fans have to pay attention to, especially after the way that that last Phoenix Suns game went is you want a first round matchup with the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. So if if the uh, if the Suns stay at the two spot, then I think the Lakers would be best suited to stay at the seven spot or the eight spot, and then beat the number seventeen uh, to 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 be the seven seed. They're not going to drop to eight. They're three games ahead of the Warriors. They're good. They're yeah. they're the lowest they can fall realistically is seven. Yeah. So so either way though, I think if if the Lakers. If the Lakers could stay at that at that in that seven spot and then win the playing game and then face Phoenix in the first round, that's where I would feel the most comfortable. Would you would you agree with that? 
I, I agree with that. And that's part of why I think that there is potential that this could be bless- a blessing in disguise. And that's not, I think, as both of us are going to get into just because of last night's game. Although that does, I think, impact the thinking here, having just watched that and mm-hmm. how much the Lakers kind of, for the most part, thoroughly dominated them without Anthony yeah. Davis and, or without LeBron James, excuse me. And, you know, but it's also, you know, the Suns' lack of experience. It's all of these things. I just feel like if you were picking, and I guess I'll just start making my case for why this could be a good thing and I think that the main thing is that if you're the Lakers basically what this comes down to is obviously you don't want to be in the play-in because there's a chance that you know you have two bad games and you're out of it like that there's Mm -hmm. no one wants to be in the play-in the whole team has continuously said they don't want to be in the play-in but if we're looking for silver linings, I do think that this could ultimately be a good thing for them if they're able to take care of business, which I expect that they would. I don't think that they're going to lose two games in a row and have their season end. And if it was up to me, and you can kind of correct me if I'm wrong, I would rather play the Jazz or the Suns instead of the Clippers or the Nuggets, if, if it was me. I, I just think that, honestly, the Lakers match up better with both of those teams you know, especially now the AD's rounding in form. Like, do you think Rudy Gobert want, coming off of like wants to is ready to accept another defensive player of the year from home? You know, like if he plays AD in that first, like after getting like you know lit up for like forty and twenty from AD in the first round. You know, like and then the Suns, we just saw what AD gave them last night. You know, DeAndre Ayton was like. Yeah, like he looked lost. He was looking to the bench, like basically asking, did I make the defensive mistake? Was that my fault that AD was dominating us? Like, you know, it it, that did not look like a particularly good matchup for them. And you have LeBron coming back, starting to hit the ground running. I would not necessarily want LeBron's first series and first playoff thing to be like, okay, yeah, um... So LeBron, we need you to, you know, that ankle that you said was kind of giving you pain a little bit when you were cutting and like all mm-hmm. that stuff on defense and moving around. Like we need you to guard Kawhi or PG because we are kind of out of options on them in terms of guarding bigger wings. You are our best option. So uh, yeah, go figure it out on the bum ankle. Yeah. So, all right. So it, if I'm hearing you correctly, this has more to do with, matchups than anything else this is just a whatever the lakers have to do to face either utah or even more preferably phoenix then i then that's what you consider the best kind of route to take here yeah and i'm not even like of the mind of try and you know kind of get to one of them or the other because obviously you don't want to lose that first play-in game like then you're really putting your season on the press like and i don't think you're suggesting this but no one is saying hey you know actually the sun's got the number one seed so actually maybe lose that first play-in game and then play a team that just won with your season on the line where literally anything could happen like no one is suggesting that but i would rather play one of those two teams if i'm the lakers than i would play the three or four team the Nuggets or the Clippers like obviously I think the Lakers could beat the Nuggets but they're red hot right now even without Jamal Murray and like I would be more concerned with them if I was the Lakers than I would be with the Jazz or the Suns yeah because I was gonna say if it has anything more to do with you know the Lakers get an extra game of reps no 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 no, no. that's where I would say like that's that's where I, I, I we're, 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 we're really getting into the spin cycle. No, here. no, no. And like, honestly, it was funny. Frank got, it's funny you mentioned that because Frank got asked about that today at his post practice press conference. And he was like, he basically said like, 
the only benefit he could see to being in the plan, because he's obviously not going to say, I'd rather play these two teams or whatever. Right. He said that, and he this is something that, to his credit, he said going it back to the bubble last year in his first playoff run with LA, where if you play a game seven, generally that team is a little sharper coming into the next game than the team that just got a rest. And he said that he could see something similar for that, where like, if you just had to play like your lives are on the line, you maybe come into that first game of the next series a little sharper. But he, he even said like, as far as extra time to get together, I don't really see any benefit of that, you know, if any at all. Like, And yeah. Frank Vogel is the nicest person on the face of the planet in these interviews. And if yeah. he's basically shutting somebody down on a... <laughs> I, I appreciated that he went on like a two-minute diatribe about the positives that he does actually see before yeah. basically taking the premise of the question and like rolling it up like a ball of paper and like tossing it into the trash. Yeah, like, the Jimmy Butler gif where yeah. he gets handed a piece of paper and he, just and he like dances around and tosses it off to the side. <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, that, cause that was, that's where I was going to say, and, and, and we would be remiss not to say, Hey, anybody using any kind of language to say that this might be a, a good thing in any way, shape or form is going really, really far into, uh, apologism for, or to, to the Lakers here, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like this is, this is something. And now basketball isn't quite football. It isn't quite baseball. It isn't quite hockey in, in the lack of randomness on a, on a game by game basis. Uh, in those other sports you want to avoid. That's why the, the, uh, players union in baseball basically said, no, we don't want to extend our playoffs out because, why play a 162 game season and then have it come down to two hot pitchers? And I mean, your that's, year? that's what, uh, like, I mean, obviously basketball doesn't have a scenario like that. Same with hockey and like a hot goalie where that can really make a difference. Mm-hmm. They don't have any position that is exactly like that, but a hot superstar, you know, like Steph coming in on a roll, yeah. that is similar, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of how much you can control it and how much it can control you. It's not quite the same level, but I understand yeah. what you're saying. Well, but- and that's why the players have rallied against the play and get like, you've, you've noticed any team that looks like they're in danger all of a sudden it's yeah. like oh i don't know if i well, like this playing game thing i think the, the the difference though is that you have another player who could go out there and do the same thing on the other yeah. team and the yeah. lakers have two of those guys and then yeah. and then you know like in 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 hockey and in baseball and then i think somewhat less so in football you're talking about millimeters like in if you hit a baseball like a a half of a half of a half of a half of an inch down that's the difference between a pop-up or a warning yeah. track shot or or a bomb you know yeah. and 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 so if if you're in a one game scenario and you're talking about fractions of inches separating success and failure that's where it's really terrifying basketball that doesn't exist as much like you'll have hot shooters and yes technically if you shoot the ball like an inch short it means the difference between bouncing off the front of the rim or whatever, but it's, it's slightly different, I think, than, than, than baseball, golf, hockey, whatever. So, yeah, I mean, it's like, look, obviously it makes something of a difference because LeBron remember during the playoffs last year, he's like, that's off. And they went up and measured it. And it was like a quarter of an inch, like off from where it was supposed to be. So it does make a difference, but yeah, I, I understand your point. Yeah. So I, I think, I think to, to that extent, like any look play on playing games are kind of terrifying by nature. And, and, and by the way, this is a team that, even in games that they quote unquote got up for this season, there were times where they didn't necessarily like they, they got up for it too late or, or they didn't get high enough up for it, whatever it was. 
Like this is a season where the Lakers might be saying, all right, yeah, it's time to turn it on. And then they go to flip that switch and it's just not quite there because they haven't had enough refs reps to really be able to, to, to flip that switch or flip it to the same extent that maybe they think they can. So I, I, those are the reasons that I'm, 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 a little nervous and, and anybody who says like, yeah, maybe the playing game is, is okay for anything other than matchup purposes. That's where I, I, I start to kind of roll my eyes a little bit. Yeah. I think, I mean, to be honest, the most of the people that I've said uh, that I've seen say the play-in game might be better are because of those matchup purposes. Like I, I don't want to yeah. fully create a straw man. Like I think I'm sure there've been some people that have said, like, you know, giving an extra game to gel might not be the worst thing. I, I agree with you that at that point it's a bridge too far in terms of like, I, I mean, you know, your season's on the line. Let's not like, you know, let's not like get this twisted or anything like that. Mm-hmm. This this could lead to the Lakers getting eliminated in two games. You don't have that cushion like you have in a seven game series where if someone gets hurt, they have time to come back. Or if somebody tweaks an ankle, they have time to kind of get it right. Even maybe they don't play game three, they come back game four, something like that. There's no margin for error. And so this is a danger. I'm not saying, and the Lakers are not saying that this is a good thing that they're going to be in the play in game. But I do think that it could be something where as long as they make it through, it is beneficial to this team that they ended up dropping this far, even if they obviously are fighting like hell right now to not be in the play-in game for the exact, mm-hmm. you know, margin of error reasons that we're both referencing. I just think that, look, you know, we could all be looking back on this discourse and it just feels like the type of thing that we could all be making fun of everyone for in mm-hmm. two rounds if the Lakers beat the Warriors by 40 and then go in and like beat the beat the Suns in five Stop games and all Suns, of a sudden they're yeah. in semifinals. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just yeah. think that let's not outthink ourselves here. And I do think that this is potentially a better side of the bracket for the Lakers to be on. And, you know, it looks like LeBron is most likely returning tomorrow. As you mentioned, you know, if he comes back, starts to look a little bit like himself, you mentioned the hot superstar principle. AD kind of looks like he might be that guy actually going into the play-in game. And it's like that Rorschach line from Watchmen. It's like, I'm not trapped in here with you. You're trapped in here with me. And right. whoever is in that play-in game, they're not excited to see LeBron and AD on the other side of it either. As much as they know that maybe they could get hot and change things for the Lakers. Like, you think the Warriors are psyched to have to play LeBron and AD with their season basically on the brink? Like, probably not. Yeah, I I mean, that, that, was, that was one of the things that kind of crossed my mind after that Suns game was that, like, for as much as has been made about LeBron's comments about whoever came up with this play-in nonsense should be fired or whatever, or or for as much as been made about like, oh man, what does it say about the Lakers season that they're going to be in this playing game? I I think the the teams that are exponentially more nervous about about the way this has all come to to fruition are teams like the Warriors or or other teams that the Lakers might face in this play-in game, and, and then, then the even teams more in the so, top two, like. yeah, the, 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 <laughs> even more so. A team like the Suns that has had like they're probably the only team, one of the only teams. Them and the Sun, uh, them and the Jazz are the only teams who are like happy with the way the regular season has gone. And then guess what they get faced with it's like, early hey, on in the hey, playoffs? Like you know, congrats on your great season. Uh, enjoy LeBron and AD in the first round. Uh, you know, Adam <laughs> Silver just like says as he walks out of the room, he's like, "Hey, great season, Chris. Good job. Like we're really proud yeah. to have someone like you in the NBA, and I'm really proud to get to negotiate with someone like you. Such a great partner of the league. Anyway, enjoy LeBron in the first round. Bye." And then hangs up the Zoom. 
<laughs> exactly. You know, like, I think, uh, honestly, look, I think what we have here is an instance of the fake news media. I think they cut off LeBron's quote. I think this is why he started uninterrupted. I think clearly, you know, I didn't listen to that press conference. I think obviously what his quote must have been was whoever invented this should be fired up because it's such a good idea. <laughs> and I'm really excited about it. Exactly. I think that he's going to come out in like two weeks and be like, that's what I meant to say. Duh. Like, yeah. I mean, I thought that you guys knew that fired was like the new shorthand for like fired up and excited. Like, <laughs> yeah, nothing but fired emojis. Yeah. He's uh, like, that, I, that I, I thought they should be seeing some fire emojis because this is so great <laughs> and I love it so much. Exactly. All right. Let's take a quick second here. When we come back, uh, we got to talk about LeBron's injury a little bit more. Um, the phrasing of it was kind of interesting to me. The phrasing that, that, uh, was used on, on the actual report itself, uh, was interesting to me and we'll see like what all we're going to be looking for from LeBron, from the Lakers over the course of this last week, uh, last few days before the season, uh, finally and mercifully comes to an end. So as we've been recording, news came out that uh, Boston is losing Jalen Brown to injury. Uh, he has a he has a torn, uh, yeah, yeah, he has a torn ligament in his uh, in his left wrist. Ligament, yeah, yeah. So it's like scaf scaffolin, yeah, scaphulinet ligament. Close uh, enough. I Jen, mean, Jen could tell us. Yeah, it's a it's a bad. I would that does not sound pleasant. Whatever it is, uh, in no. your wrist, and hopefully he is all right and recovers well. Do you think like the entirety of medical terminology was to make things sound as bad as possible? No, I don't think so. Because like, give me examples of times that you like you got hurt or you heard about somebody getting hurt and you heard the actual medical terminology for what went on that you were like, oh, that doesn't sound so bad. No, I mean, I think, look, I think, I think doctors are just nerds, you know, it's like, uh, it's like I always tell Dr. Brar, like he, he stopped using such big words. Like, tell me, tell me just like ankle sprain or something. Explain like, I don't, this to me like I was a five-year-old. Like I was a five-year-old who has no interest in going into medical school or the psychology <laughs> major because the math is too hard. And the, you know, like, don't, don't the make me count more than 10 syllables. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so the, the reason I bring this up, one, is to wish Jalen well, and, and this really sucks for uh, for Boston and all of that. You hate injuries, period. Yeah, it doesn't but matter also, if it's the Celtics. You never want to see anyone hurt. Yeah, like injuries just suck, period. But also, I, I, I wanted to bring this up because you look at the teams that were in the Final Four last year, right? The Lakers mm -hmm. have lost LeBron and AD for roughly 30-ish games apiece. Uh, the Nuggets are going to be without Jamal Murray for their playoff run and maybe the beginning of next season as well as he recovers from a torn ACL. Uh, the uh, Miami Heat were without Jimmy Butler for a lengthy stretch of the season because of the COVID protocols and stuff and 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 have never really caught much of a rhythm over the course of their season. They're, they're and defending these this... champions, same situation as the Lakers. They're facing the play-in too. Right, right. And so, so you're looking at this and I just, I you know... It's great that what I, I guess it's 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 what the league exists for is to generate the revenue uh, needed to be able to run and operate at, at the billion dollar level that it does. But it still does suck when for the four top teams from last year's season uh, have to go through this much more 
And like Alex Caruso kind of alluded to it last night with his quote, where he listed all of the, the excuses they could have made. Um, the phrasing of it, you know, it sounded great at the very end, but, but he listed all the excuses they could have made and said like, and he had them in great deal, which means that they have crossed their mind at some point, uh, but said that, that uh, champions don't make excuses. They go out and get it done. But like to you know to a certain extent, like all of these teams do have those excuses. They yeah, do look, have I mean, fact- they should not take the excuse. That's not their yeah. job. But it does not mean that we cannot recognize context. And I, I, right. I, I agree with you. I think that it's just uh, the thing that I wonder about. And I don't want to have like I, I think at some point after the season we'll have the like this season kind of sucked and hopefully next year is better show. Oh, I've been and, seeing it throughout the year. Yeah, so, I mean, so have I. Really but I, I think. Yeah, and that's my point, is that if you and I, people who I think are pretty close to about as diehard as it gets about, like, loving basketball, living and breathing basketball, wanting to be Mm -hmm. around this, if we feel exhausted by it, how are fans supposed to get enthused? You know what I mean? And I know that we're obviously a little biased because we, you know, covered the length of that bubble run. I think all Lakers fans, you know, even if you don't, this is not your job, like – you know, it does feel like maybe you wanted a little bit of a break from basketball at some point, especially with how bad the team has been playing as a result of that short turnaround. Dude, NBA Twitter has been a freaking it's war been zone all year everyone. because we're so sick of each other. And, and I just think for that, 24 months. Yeah, I just think that everyone needed a little bit of a mental break. And I also worry that maybe, you know, in their cash grab attempt now, did they damage the enthusiasm and the growth of the product long-term? And we won't know that for a long time, but you know, this LeBron thing is another, you know, it's another thing where it's like, you know, if the Lakers lose this year, like fans are going to feel like the NBA jobbed them. And like, I understand that that's not exactly what happened because obviously the players agreed to this. Like, honestly, the players kind of like the Lakers kind of got jobbed by their own union a little bit. And I get mm-hmm. it. Like they're the union is looking out for the greater of the whole. All these guys have finite careers. They want, they can't afford to take that hit. The Lakers, probably most of them, I would imagine signed off on the proposal. Anyway, it seemed like they were willing to come back, but it, it is, you know, it's just tough. Like if they end up losing this year, it is going to be, you know, that's what's going to feel like an asterisk, not the title last year, but it's like all of the, you just listed them. All four of these top teams that were the conference finals last year have all been ravaged by soft tissue injuries this year. And it's like, at some point that becomes a trend, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, it, we, we have far exceeded the blip on the radar, you know, ranking of, 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 uh, confluence of events, but anyway, so so LeBron is coming back, and he is going to be. He's going to have what three, four games, maybe. Uh, yeah, to, to if get he comes some... back, if he comes back on Tuesday, he will have four games before the right. play-in. And so that that was actually kind of where I wanted. To... Chris Haynes reported that he had a, a great workout and that he was feeling great, and then for some reason said that he's looking at either <laughs> uh, the game against the Knicks. Or the one after that against a much lesser opponent, right? The Rockets, yeah. It's the, the, it's Rockets, the Lakers yeah. banner night, too. That's the night that they're unveiling yeah. the banner. So we know so LeBron's think, playing for that one. Yeah, there's no there's no uh, universe. There's no LeBron chance is LeBron is not that. getting listed as a starter, even if he plays two minutes, uh, like in yeah. the night that well, he's they... He scores 10 points. Like, but, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's gotta keep, you got to keep the streak going. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I I thought the uh, phrasing of that was was kind of interesting. So that's <laughs> clearly made me juggle a little bit. that's clearly his camp trying to keep things nebulous right now because yeah. like Shams at almost a minute later reported the exact same thing, which leads me to yeah. believe that maybe there was a group text where those two guys <laughs> got some information that was phrased mm-hmm. exactly the same verbatim, and it's why you know 
Yeah. I've always wondered if there is a group text like that, like, is it like a mad race? Oh, they're, I mean, I've heard some stories about group chats and stuff among like NBA media and whatever, like how yeah. some stories get leaked. And yeah, I mean, there there, yeah. there are group chats, I will say. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't know who is in which ones with which agents and which executives and whatever, but there are definitely group chats where these, you know, league sources just say, hey, I'm giving it to all of you. Whoever tweets it first, good on you. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So LeBron is coming back. Is there anything, like, obviously, really, bum, you know, a, a real bummer here that he's coming back at a time while Dennis Schroeder is still out. So they are still going to enter the playoffs without great rhythm, I would say. Uh, but beyond that, like, is there anything, do you want LeBron to spend more time with certain players in the front court? I almost slipped up right there and said a name that I shouldn't say. Yeah, that, uh, you did well. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> But is there is there uh, anybody is there anything that you're looking for from LeBron here uh, really quickly before we move on to uh, end this game in a in a in a in a, with a with our fun little game? Yeah, and so I think the main thing that I'm looking for is honestly you're you're not mentioning it, kind of making me think about it a little more. I do want to see mm. more of him with Andre Drummond, and but at the same time, I also think that one thing to keep an eye on is the LeBron Marcus All pairing. Those two have had an incredible yeah. net rating all year. Dude. If it, it looks like right now that Mark is going to be a part of the rotation. I am increasingly convinced that he's going to be in there. It seems more and more like it might be at the expense of Trez, especially matchup dependent, which is, hey, mm -hmm. isn't that what we all said last offseason, that Frank Vogel was going to, you know, he was going to put Trez in positions where he could succeed and not put him in positions where he was going to fail. And then we spent the season, get, the entire season, getting mad about sample size rotations. And then now it looks like they're kind of arriving at that train anyway. And so I'm, I'm curious to see him play more with Marcus Gasol and see if they can keep that run that role going that's where the Lakers had like a really nice run in one of LeBron's games back uh, mm -hmm. I believe against the Kings but I also you know we need to see more I know you can't say it but I'll say it we need to see more of him with Drummond because you know we saw last night against the Suns and I don't need your opinion on this but Drummond looks a lot more effective when you know a superstar is balling out and he's able I'm gonna to put myself on mute and just scream tiny, in the background just kind of able to do the tiny things that the Lakers wanted him to do and that Anthony was you know not you know awake and observant enough to recognize that that's what they were waiting for and then like once LeBron comes back I am excited to see that pairing a little bit and get a little bit more chemistry and if it doesn't work you know, we're getting to the point here where Drummond is going to maybe be the one out of the rotation if it's not working, despite all the quote unquote promises and all of those things. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's really quickly hear uh, news came out that Hulu is going to be producing a, a docu series on the Lakers. 40 years of, of Lakers basketball is going to be put together in this uh, documentary coming out in 2022. They have any number of, of interviews that are going to be coming out. Uh, they said with colorful interviews, right? So, so people might actually they be will be in color. <laughs> they will be in color. If we, so, let's let's start here. Let's start here because we're gonna we, we we're, we're gonna make requests for for all of these interviews. And obviously, when people go on to these things, they say things, especially given how you know how big a stature they are, have and all that. Some people are more protected. Some people are are less guarded or whatever. We're just going to say that, hypothetically speaking, all of these people got true serum. So they have yes. to say, they have to answer everything absolutely 100% honestly. 
So where, where, where are you starting with here? And the other caveat is that I think Anthony and I are mostly not prioritizing the big names. Although the one thing I will say about, because obviously like those people are going to be interviewed. These are the smaller names that we want to see, mm-hmm. you know, get like a little cameo in the story because they might say something that's really fun or tell a fun story that maybe we wouldn't have heard otherwise. And, you Jeff know, Perlman I, the, says that like, that's where he gets all of his best. That's stuff. where, that's where most people get all of their good stuff is the guys who mm-hmm. have less to lose by saying more. And uh, the only thing that I'll say on the big guys is like i'm excited to see the dueling you know how like michael jordan had like his you know like whatever drink drink of whatever i think it was tequila off to the side during his interviews i'm excited to see the dueling product placement from lebron and genie bus with their separate tequila brands like off to the side (laughs) during their interviews like prominently placed maybe as the documentary goes on they get more prominent like lebron changes into a shirt that has his on it like Mm -hmm. genie bus you know at some point during a break gets like a like a temporary face tat like that's says Sincoro, <laughs> like, you know, just like dueling product placement from those two. But as far as small names, let, let's try, I'll, I'll try and go through this first. Well, but... can I, before we go to small names, because I also have some too. Okay. All right. Go for it. Magic Johnson talking about his time as an executive. If he God, was given I can't wait. Room, I cannot wait. <laughs> like the, the Lakers immediately win championships. Well, the Lakers are, Pearl, oh, look, the Lakers right after are, he leaves. Genie is a producer on this thing. I don't think that they're going to do a hatchet job to Magic's uh, executive no. time. Like they, I would imagine the Mike Muscala trade does not get brought up. Although that would be a fun interview as an aside. Is Mike Muscala <laughs> like part of this like historic four decade of, of bus ownership? Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. So, so, so go ahead though. I had to say that though. Yeah. We each picked three smaller names that we want uh-huh. to see mentioned I, I have one alternate just in case you uh mention one of my names but my first name very on brand for me sasha vujicic i want to see like i i just want just them to do like political, in political the kobe tape, episode please. i want to see like sasha's like deranged retellings of like his practice battles with kobe where like they were going like toe to toe and he was like yeah. convinced he was just as good like that's what i want to hear it's like so- like mm-hmm. everybody's like talking up how great kobe was in practice and sasha's like you know i could have scored 25 points a game if i wanted to kobe showed me it's not that hard you know like we went toe to toe in practice he always said that you were the next mamba um you know that kind of stuff yeah Linda Rambis is my is my <laughs> my top. Uh, I would imagine she'll be on there. She's been a big part of that four decades. Yeah, no, I, I want I want her on there just because like I want her to explain. I need to know like how this came to fruit, like how her role at the Lakers grew, and 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 how like she wound up being a a central figure and the Lakers actually turning it around. Yeah. which has been is kind of crazy to consider. So I want I want her thoughts on on everything and like what she was thinking during the Jim Bus era. Why <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I just maybe maybe just Linda Rambis has her own brand of tequila too and she can like be like <laughs> like add to this. Um you know like yeah. she'll be the that wouldn't that be crazy if like someone who's like almost never spoken publicly was the most unfiltered of this entire That'd documentary. Like Linda yeah. Rambis just letting it fly in these like in these interviews. That would be amazing. Now I want it. Even better if it wasn't even her tequila. It's just like Hornitos that's just sitting behind her. Yeah, it's just like a competitor's <laughs> brand that like no one like it's not like that's how in she is with Jeannie. She doesn't have to drink her friends tequila she just drinks whatever she wants um she's wearing because like jim bus always wore wore that travis matthew hat so he's and it's an m right so he yeah. always had the, the the m on the on the black hat that he was wearing and she just had a w on it like yeah <laughs> that'd be incredible he's the anti-gym um yeah so i think my my next one is Andrew Bynum. Like, I think we Ooh, just all need more Andrew one. Bynum in our lives. He'd have yeah. great relevant stories to tell, but he is mm-hmm. also 
you know, a character. And I, I would love to hear, like, like we need a whole episode on, like, Andrew Bynum's rookie season and, like, what was it like when Kobe tried to trade you and then you parked in a handicapped <laughs> spot and, like, you know, you got photographed at the Playboy Mansion while having surgery and, like, That's you showed up I to a Cavs know. game later on after getting cut by the team when you showed up in the finals. Like, it's the, <laughs> just like, Andrew Bynum is one of the NBA's home. great characters and I am all yeah. for just, an like, Andrew Bynum being this thing as much as possible. He at least needs a cameo. I'm not remotely kidding when I say that like on my all time guys, I want to or people I want to interview list. Bynum is probably top three. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Like he's, he's a character. Like, honestly, he is a fascinating human being. Like this is an NBA mm-hmm. player who like built computers in his spare time and like got in trouble with his neighbors for like revving RC cars too loud in front of his house. Like <laughs> I just, I need honestly sign Bynum, like bring him back. Like we need Andrew <laughs> Bynum around in some capacity. For Adam to the PR team. All right. Yeah. Uh, my next one, he'll, my, my next one here is uh, Bill Burka. Um, yes. mine's pretty simple. My great. thinking on this one, yeah, it, my thinking on this one's pretty simple. He's an older guy. He has nothing whatsoever to lose. His career has been made. He's been around the Lakers for the basically the entirety of this docu series. No, and, and he is and, unfiltered. Like that dude. He, like remember the story of him in the draft room. He basically told the entire scouting department, "If you don't draft Kuzma, you don't know what you're talking about." Like right, right. I actually met Bill Burko one time. I was a little sauced up called him paul westfall <laughs> oh god and, <laughs> no it gets better i called him paul westfall and he goes son you can't be a laker fan and not know who i am it was oh! incredible <laughs> oh man i love this all right yeah we need bill burka in there we're gonna go snake draft style i'll let you take yeah. your last one first uh well no i want i want to end on mine go Oh, okay. All right. Well, my last one is Pete Zayas. He has been an integral part in the Lakers turning it around. <laughs> they are undefeated in the final since they signed him. And I want to, you know, I want to, I want to go into the film. Like I want an entire episode on like Lakers media, but like, but like, they, you know, they send a camera like, like backstage Lakers style to like Pete's house. And it's just like yeah. a bunch of computer monitors of like various footage of around the team playing and all yep. of that stuff. And yeah. <laughs> he's in like the matrix room yeah exactly that's that's how i imagine pete's house is it's just one large room with a bunch of monitors yep all right my last one here is adam morrison but only if he's (laughs) hot that'll do it for lakers explained